Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. I have no idea how we're here, Daniel. Like, like right now, I don't know how we're here doing this, but yet we are. I can just say this. Obligation and duty high on Daniel and I's value list. Okay, we are men run by guilt and shame and obligation. So here we are. It's not, if you ever thought to yourself, it'd be fun if I started a Georgia podcast. Um, it It mm-hmm. is fun 90% of the time. Okay, because we because we win ninety percent of our games. Yep. Um, but there are times when it is not fun, and just just we do this for you, uh, yeah. listeners, because we don't know who you are out there. I mean, there's a lot of you that listen to the show. We do appreciate it. Um, we don't know you all. We don't know most of you personally. Um, but for whatever reason, you decide to listen to this podcast on a right. week like this. Maybe it helps you in some way to process. Um, Clint, where would you rank this week recording a podcast in terms of your, in terms of the, on the all-time least favorite weeks to record? Worse than the South Carolina game? Is that is that fair to say? Right. I, I just, uh, I'm going to answer your question by stating this. Uh, we're not gurus recruiting or otherwise because this week they, they got a busy list ahead of them. We're not insiders who are tracking planes, although we might make fun of that. Mm. Uh, as one Twitter follower said, can we just get back to talking about my pretentious palate? And we may do that as a cathartic dumping. Uh, because Daniel, this is the worst This is the worst week to record this podcast it's, in the history of the podcast. Yeah, it's not a lot of fun. Um, uh, but we are still Georgia fans, first and foremost. Yes, we, we know are. that you're still Georgia fans. Um, and so nothing that we say in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 episodes, however long it takes us to finish our rant. Um, <laughs> nothing that we say is going to change the fact that we're Georgia fans. We know you're still Georgia fans. We need to blow off some steam. Uh-huh. You need to blow off some steam. We need to move on. You need to move on. And so we're going to try to do that together. I, we tweeted out on Saturday that this is – now's the time we need each other the most, Georgia fans. So yep. we, um, we're we here for you. If you would like to join in the conversation, if you've got things that you'd like to say, get off your chest. If you'd like us to be um, – to be a, a sounding board or a mm-hmm. or even a mouthpiece for you to proclaim your thoughts to the world. We would love to to talk about the things that you want to talk about. You can email us at LockedOnBulldogs um, at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. Um, many of you already have. Um, I, I have full confidence that many of you will. We will do a mailbag on Wednesday, and so you can get your specific questions and topics in for that. Um, go ahead and do that now um, as you're listening uh, you can respond to anything that we talk about. Um, you can leave us a rating and subscribe and download and do all those things. Um, we do appreciate that. Actually, um, uh, makes it uh, knowing that you're there makes it uh, worth makes it worth makes it, it worth recording. But it's not a lot of fun yep. to record. No, no, Daniel, no. Uh, on this day in which we mourn the loss of another promising season. Uh, dash to pieces. And yeah, I, I mean, we'll get to in a little bit how high our bar is as Georgia fans now, because we're talking about Daniel 11 and two so far, a number five ranking and a bowl game. We, we, we have all that. And yet, yeah. uh, doesn't feel like season's that over at all. So yeah, that's thank you. Season's over. That's all that uh, it is. And we lost the last game of the and season. Correct. Sugar Bowl, the playoff game Sugar Bowl that started is an exhibition game. 
And um, for those who are coming back next year to get some PT, some reps, great. I'm excited. That's what the sugar I'm excited is. about it. I hope Dewan Mathis uh-huh. plays a lot. Uh, but <laughs> I hope so too. But listen, yeah, season's over, and it's a disappointing season. Uh, it is. We we got a lot to talk about. Obviously, that we could go on and on. Um, so. Yeah, we'll probably stretch into multiple episodes. We got off the field stuff. We got coaching stuff we're going to get to. Obviously, there's been news and there's going to continue to be news. And we will, if we if there's something you think we haven't talked about yet, it's we're, we're getting to it. Like we're going to get around Trust to us. talking about the that. The sheet so is full. It's, it's a lot. Okay. It's a lot we have to cover. So, uh, Clint, where do you want to start in this very first segment? I want to talk about the absolute circus that was our game against LSU. Well, obviously. And Daniel, I want to start... I want to start ranking through uh, the responsibility list. Okay. Who was this game most on? Whose shoulders does this egg that we laid on the field down in Atlanta, which, by the way, can we petition to never play in that dome ever again? It's, can we just, is there, what can we do? It's not, Who do we have to It's not a lot of great memories. No. Uh, so I want to go, start going through the responsibility list, and I want to start with who is the least responsible. I don't want to say who played a great game because nobody played a great game. I want to talk about who's the least responsible for this huge massive loss that okay. we sh- we suffered. So this would on this Saturday would be Daniel. just in case people are a little slow to catch on. This would be sort of the the people that were the if there could be an MVP of such an embarrassing game. This would be the MVPs right. of of Georgia's Correct. team. The people who are least responsible for us absolutely getting waxed and there's no two ways about it georgia fans we got waxed Um, and then what we're going to do is we're going to start stair-stepping up to third most responsible second most responsible and then who's ultimately the most responsible whose shoulders does fall on with the most percentage of load so daniel where where do you want to start on the least responsible i see this list and you've made you've made me a nice little list i have one name on my list of least responsible parties um and I'm going to hold it. I'm going to let you go first because I'd like you to – because every name I see here on your list, that, I'm, I, I, got, I got a bone to pick. Like I, I got, I'll have words. Well, I, of course we, of course we have bones to pick with all – that's what I said. Every single person on the team is responsible. There's nobody that I said, hey, take a, take a pass on this one. Okay. Yeah, sure. No one. But let me say this right now. Those of you – who have been throwing hate at Lewis Seen's direction, stop. Are, th- stop. are there those people out there? Who? Oh, there are those people who are who are bashing that he was on the field, that he was slow to pick up the check downs, that... I canceled the internet the, halfway through the third quarter, so I don't... Well, I don't... That I, was smart. I don't have access. You should have done that. I don't have access to those Lewis people. Seen, Lewis Seen played well. This was his first extended play. Kid's a freshman. Uh, by the way, what this signifies, uh, LeCount... Have a good time. I don't know where you're going, but it's not in red and black next year. You'll be playing on Sundays for some club. Have fun, brother. Like, have good. Uh, Lewisine played played okay. I thought is not. I thought he played fine. He, he played fine. I thought he played fine. Um, next on my list, the the least responsible. This is nobody come at DeAndre Swift. It was clear as day. Mm-hmm. We all knew it leading up to it. Kirby's pressers hinted at it. The dude was nowhere near 100%, Daniel. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even 50%. It's interesting that you say Kirby's pressers hinted at it because Kirby's pressers explicitly stated that he was fine, and that he was going to go. 
And then when he was asked pregame about it, who was going to shoulder the load in wake of his injury, he said DeAndre Swift is going to shoulder the load. And then well, Brian Harrion started the game and Zamir White came off the bench, bench and James Cook ran it up the middle and DeAndre Swift caught swing, swing passes all game. Like that. Yeah. He, yeah. I mean, was he at 20%? Because... No. He like, could not take... It was clear he could not take a direct hit on that They were running him out of bounds, off. basically. Like, just trying to he get jumped, him near... He hurdled a man to get a one-yard loss as to not be touched. I mean... That was the length to which he was going to. Yeah. This... I mean, he was not... That was... That was a... That was... That was a pretty obvious from the beginning, but a pretty clear and uh, decisive blow against us. People want to talk about the running game and how we couldn't get it going and the offensive line, and and there's plenty of beef to be had with everybody again. But Here's my last name, Daniel, go ahead. I'm going to give you. People made lots of remarks about how we're rushing three against Joe, how LSU was picking us apart with our 3-1-7 defense, it looked mm-hmm. like. The least responsible on this list is Dan Lanning. Okay, look. If you want to talk about the flow of this game, the defense played fine. I mean, we gave up a lot of points. I get it. But we this game's flow was stupid. We couldn't they they were set up the play selection, the the taking guys in man coverage, shutting things down, letting them take the underneath until shots got hit big and deep. Uh if the rest of the game followed the plan, or if anybody could do anything, Dan Lanning's defensive philosophy, along with Kirby Smart, the defense, Dan Lanning is not. He, he's, he's one of the least responsible people for this game. Mm. Uh, well, agree to disagree. But, um, but I don't think I have coordinators on any of my first, second, or third most responsible for. Um, I think I can agree with you that that the game planning was not as bad as the execution. Correct. So while right. while the three-man rush was the entire reason they scored their first two touchdowns, um, period. So I do have a problem with someone saying that it, it, didn't, it didn't hurt us. Um, uh, I'm going to say, and this is kind of a breath of fresh air, you know, it's it's not everything about this game is is um, toxic air, mm-hmm. but least responsible Georgia fans, and I think you'll be able to agree with me. Least responsible for this loss, the refs. It's the refs, Clint. That's the answer. For once, we are not getting on here, bitching and moaning about how we had a game stolen from us. Because of officiating. Because that wasn't the problem, Clint. The officials were not the problem. Did they get every call right? No. Did they probably miss some that went not in our favor? Yes. Um, But was it egregious calls? No. Nope. The refs, if there's not, again, I canceled the internet. So there's probably Georgia fans out there that are blaming the refs. It is part of our our DNA, after all. But. Yeah. Uh, I was a little refreshed by the fact that um, that I wasn't I didn't find myself yelling at the refs. So, so at least there's All that. Right, we got more. 
That is that. We got more to blame go around, don't we? We do. We got lots more to say. We're going to get to our third, second, and first most responsible for uh, right after this. But first, if you're a Spotify listener, use Spotify Wrapped to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live and at Dogs Podcast on Twitter, and we will share it and retweet it. All right, Daniel. So we got through the least responsible people for this loss. Let's go up a tier. Let's go third most responsible. Who's on your list for third most responsible? Third most responsible. The defense, Clint. The defense as a whole, and uh, particularly I'm looking at the secondary. I'm looking at you, secondary. Because, listen, you want to talk about 37 points. is not that many points to give up to LSU. First of all, that's not what I was hearing all week last week when we were talking about this game. So 37 points is a lot of points for our defense to give up. But it wasn't 37 points, Clint. Now you're going to say, well, Jake no. Fromm threw an interception and they returned it to the 20-yard line. How many wide-open touchdowns did they drop where just Hans uh, McGee mm-hmm. let the ball hit him right in the face mask when he was streaking wide open for a touchdown multiple times, they dropped gimme touchdowns. So this defense played worse than 37 points. It was worse than that. They could not get Joe Burrow on the ground, which proved to be insanely consequential in the game. They couldn't tackle him. They couldn't hit him. They couldn't catch him. They couldn't uh, they couldn't outmaneuver him. He was juking people in the hole. Um, Joe Burrow looked like DeAndre Swift in this game. And sometimes he ran for 10 yards, and sometimes he threw a touchdown pass. But we didn't touch him. We did not get him on the ground. The defense didn't do their job. Now, they're third most responsible. So there are people who didn't do their job worse than them. But the defense is, is number three on my list, Clint. What, about, what say you? Yeah, um, I, you know what, I, I tend to agree in large part because of the absolute insanity to which Joe Burrow was made to look like Tom Brady incarnate. I'm sorry, no, 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 no. To quote the, the great Gary Danielson. Oh, yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, Joe Burrow is Tom Brady. The only difference that Gary Danielson uh-huh. sees is that Joe Brady is more athletic. That's the only difference. That's a real quote. The only difference between Tom, between Tom, Tom Brady, Brady. Mm-hmm. who is largely considered mm-hmm. to be the greatest of all time. Literally the greatest <laughs> football player in the history of footballing. And Joe Burrow, uh-huh. who is a one-hit wonder. He is uh-huh. the Tolkens of football. That's the band that sang the song, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Um, I'm really glad you you follow that yeah, up. No, I'm just I'm here for you. He is he is a one hit wonder, uh, Tom Brady, but more athletic. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, it was it was infuriating to me to watch the defense not play what it was. J.R. Reed uh, losing assignment and not keeping outside leverage on the touchdown pass when clearly Richard LeCount was inside mm-hmm. uh, and he just lost his eyes. It, it was like, it, what happened is we went back in time two years and everybody, including this defense, that was so great, just just relapsed mm-hmm. uh, a, a decade or so. It was it was bad. Uh, I, can't, I can't disagree with that. 
uh, Daniel, I want to go to second most responsible. All right, who you got? Daniel. Who you got here? The second most responsible for this game, and they're not surprisingly they're not first most responsible. We got we got. A, by the way, how long is that list when we get to most responsible? I don't know. We just we need another week of episodes. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna watch the clock. So because of that. But it should be 1B. This should not be 2. This should be 1A and 1B responsibility. And that's the offensive line. My goodness, Daniel. Have you ever seen a bunch of people look so intimidating and not be able to move a single person beyond a half a yard in your entire life? This, uh, I'll go one better. And we, we give hot takes on this podcast. And we say things. And listen, our feelings are hurt. We're Georgia fans, and we're we watch the game, and our feelings are hurt, and we're trying we're going to try not to lash out and say ridiculous things on these episodes. We're trying to be measured, but it's going to it's it's we're increasingly trying. hard. But listen to me, this is a this is a this is a take I have been sitting on for weeks, and have just not had it in me to say out loud. But hear me, and hear me well, Georgia fans. This offensive line, this specific five men will go mm-hmm. down as the most overrated unit to ever play at the University of Georgia. Correct. They are so hyped and so much is made of them for so little return. Now, look, did they allow a lot of sacks to Jake Fromm this year? No, they did not. Did did we sometimes run the ball well in the second half of games? Yes, we sometimes did. I'm supposed to be looking at somebody once told me that Isaiah Wilson's going to go to the NFL draft uh-huh. this year and be a high draft pick, Clint. Oh, oh! if he wants to be in the first round, uh, not this year, brother. I wouldn't let him be on the scout team of my NFL team, Clint. That just, uh, again... Ben Cleveland, Cade Mays, where are you guys at? Like, where, where is everybody? Where is everybody? Uh, this offensive line, not just in this game, because I honestly didn't think they played that bad. I probably wouldn't put them second most responsible for in this mm. game. But, um, but as a whole, now that the season's over and we're kind of in recap mode, um, you just got to come out and say it, Georgia fans. This offensive line has been a huge disappointment. G- an overwhelming disappointment. All right, like it can't be questioned. Daniel, who's who's second most? Now nah, let's just go one. Let's just go first most because there's two groups of people that are the first yes. most responsible, and their names are the passing game. So That's it. you want one, and I'll take the other. Which one do you want? I'll take the wide receivers. I, Never mind. I'm not giving you a choice. I have I, to talk now about the wide receivers, Clint. <clears throat> Dominic Blaylock was injured in this game, and you hate to see it. It was you devastating do. because you knew right away. You knew right away, and and at the time you thought, boy, we could win this game. Like we at the time you thought, like this is not. You didn't realize the beatdown that was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, Clint, there's not a single other player that played in the first half that I would like to be back for next year's team other than Dominic Blaylock. That includes tight ends. Yep. 
That includes wide receivers, slot guys. I don't care. Um, the first play of the game, Clint. <laughs> I, 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 the first play of the game is James. Is it James Coley's fault we lost this game? Real quick. Okay, R- real quick. I'm not talking in, in a vacuum of the whole season. I'm talking in this game. Jimmy C was not responsible for losing this game. Okay, I mean he everyone played a role, but it wasn't. He could. It wasn't. You can't no. call up. There were three touchdowns. In the first six three. plays of the game, there were three touchdowns that were thrown. On one of them, the first play of the game, Tyler Simmons just decided not to catch the ball. Not to be fair, that probably wasn't a touchdown because he was having to go down to catch it. Very catchable ball, though. Don't don't be fair. The second don't, don't. one, Matt Landers decided out of bounds is more comfortable than in bounds, and so I'll just go out of bounds to catch the ball. The third one, Jake Fromm just said, where are you, over here? Great, I'll throw the ball six yards that way. And the passing game was born, Clint. That was and, the game and that's at the stage that we everything. watched. We got a first down on a face mask penalty um, as Jake was being sacked, offensive line. And in between, in those six plays that we ran, we um, we took three shots. And they were all good shots, and they were all there. They were all open. Open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we hit none of them. Uh, Tyler Simmons is trash. Matt yes. Landers, though, doesn't even deserve to be mentioned in the same breath as Tyler Simmons. If Matt Landers is not cut from this team, Clint, I don't know what we're doing. Like, I don't know what yeah, football he- is. Is this Groundhog's Day? Let, Daniel, talk about Punxsutawney Phil back again on the podcast because you've said this before. Let him, like, give him a full scholarship and let him just continue to go to class. I don't care. But don't put him on the f- squad. Like, don't put him near the field. Put in Micaiah Tongue. Like, give me sure. someone else. Clint, Matt Landers was... I mean, the touchdown he dropped. Uh, oh, this wide receiving core. Uh, they they decided they would get open today or on Saturday. Sure. It's Sunday as we record sure. this. Many of you know. Uh, they decided they would get open. But just catching the ball? No. Not interested in it, Clint. No. Uh, let me go who this game is squarely on, who I have been a defender for the entire year, and who has lost me as a defender. I, I, I won't defend him again. And it's because it's been – you said the offensive line has been showing you this for weeks. Jake Fromm, welcome to center stage spotlight of just absolutely having no clue how to football when it's your only job on the biggest stage possible. Okay. What uh, what's happened Jake, to Jake Fromm, Clint? I just got like I what's I tried to go back and 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 tried to think of everything I could. I have no idea. I people, I can't make heads or tails of this it's situation. It's hard because like you it does not it does not seem at least in this game like James Coley's to blame, but but people no. don't just get that much worse. 
You know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's not. He, he went, if, if we're talking stars, he played. I mean, I mean, there are three stars who show up to be four stars or five stars. Jake Fromm went from highly touted recruit to we are talking about legitimately saying and not just saying tongue in cheek mad. Daniel, my next statement is a legitimate statement. Stetson Bennett could have came in and we could have worked a, a package around read option and our offense had a better percentage of getting down the field than with Jake Fromm passing from the pocket. It, that's a that's a that's a legitimate statement. It was horrifying to watch. It it really I, was. I, and we knew we couldn't run the ball because our offensive line is overrated and um DeAndre Swift was not present. And so correct. we we came out doing what Georgia fans have been begging us to do, and maybe there's a reason that this is, they weren't calling all these plays, Georgia fans. Huh. Maybe because huh. we don't have that? the capacity to execute them against an average as grits defense. Um, it's I mean it's hard. We'll talk. More, I'm sure we'll talk more about Jake from moving forward. It's oh. a it's going to be a big oh. offseason piece of conversation i mean as he makes a decision about the nfl and we start to look at next year and what that means and anyway uh it's it's brutal we got more to get to uh but first this episode is sponsored by blue chew guys let's talk about sex shall we i thought you'd never ask now that's that's, daniel if if you guys are wondering what pre-production meetings are all about the start of the podcast (laughs) our listeners you've been wondering our listeners have been waiting for this moment waiting and hoping uh now you can increase performance and get extra confidence in bed listen up bluechew.com that's blue chew like the color blue blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis you can take them anytime day or night even on a full stomach and since they're chewable they work up to twice as fast as a pill whenever you may need if you could benefit from more confidence blue chew is the fast and easy way to assist in intimacy Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code, CODE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew.com, promo code CO, and try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Thanks, Blue Chew, for sponsoring this episode. Daniel, we got uh, more blame, more feels, all this stuff. Where do you want to go from here? All right, let's get off the LSU game for a second. Let's go. Oof. Let's go. I thought to, you'd never let's ask. Let's go to. We'll, get, well, we'll be back. Don't you worry about that. Um, no, no. Let's go to the breaking news around the program. You can play the breaking news sound. Do we have the breaking news? <laughs> Do we lose that? And in- <laughs> I, nope. I have no idea. Just, we lost that. Yeah, we lost that. <laughs> the, the button's not there. In the I transition. Just... I don't know. Um, uh, breaking news. Um, Sunday, Georgia fans, you woke up and you thought to yourself, well, at least it can't get any worse than this. And... Um, Who's the best recruiter on the team, Clint? Real quick, just in case you, just in case people are new to the being a Georgia football fan. 
if you were to go down the list and see who the five stars who have committed to us and then the name of the recruiter who recruited that five star next to them, that name would be none other than Sam Pittman. No, you must have misunderstood. I said the best recruiter in our program, not the best recruiter in Arkansas's program. Oh, um, well. Sam Pittman is, I'm sure you know by now, the newest head coach of um, the University of Arkansas, Razorbacks. Um, so there's that. Um, mm-hmm. Clint, I guess I'll just, I guess I'll just throw it right over to you and ask you, what am I, what, what are you supposed to make of this news? Because you and I have been on record as saying Sam Pittman is an absolutely unlosable commodity at the University of Georgia. Correct. Uh, so what are we to make of this Sam Pittman news? Uh, you know, Daniel, sometimes let's say you're, uh, you're dating and uh, you're trying to to find a, a certain spouse type person that you're intimate with, and and, and you have a, a type, and you really think there are like three key things that every single person that you're looking at has to have, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then you date a number of interested parties, and they have the top three things, but you, you've been burned and jaded, and now you're just a walking shell of a human being, mm. right? Um. And so you go for the exact opposite of what you've been courting your entire life. Daniel, that's how I think UGA should feel about Sam Pittman leaving. Okay? Hmm. If I may. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to reference a point you and I just made. Uh, how are all those five-star offensive linemen doing today, Daniel, that outperformed the LSU defense? Oh, wait. Hmm. They didn't. Hmm. How are all our our huge, massive, gargantuan wall of Pittman, mm-hmm. as it was called? How did they do against hmm. mediocre competition, Daniel? Hmm. Not good. Interesting. I think I think this is my take. Okay, and Georgia fan, you can't have it both ways. You must either say one of the following. You cannot say both. Either our offense needed a radical overhaul, in which case you know it's more radical than everything losing the best offensive mind and recruiter you have. Okay? So either this is fine with you, or secondarily, Sam Pittman's a giant loss, and we should keep doing the same thing we've been doing. I think this is a great opportunity, Daniel. And I'm not just making lemonade out of lemons. Uh, Good, Hey, Sam, go have fun, brother. Go beat up on some people over on the other side. I'm, Daniel, jaded. And again, maybe, maybe I'm burned from this Mm -hmm. but if you want to start afresh let's start afresh let's just go ahead i'll I'll just say i'll just say right now that's nonsense that take you just gave is complete and total nonsense i said it might be a burned jaded lover take i just said that but this sam Pittman news is much easier to swallow today than it would have been a year and a half ago oh Um, man what what game was it this year when the offensive line dominated? How about last year? I'll, I'll, I'll wait. How about last year? Do you remember the... It just... There hadn't been too many of them, Clint. No. I mean, Kentucky last year. Yep. Yep. A lot in but, 2017. A lot in 2017. Yep. Nick and Sony back there. I don't know. May have, maybe, maybe, maybe played a part. Maybe, um, 
Yeah, the recruiting is it, it it's going to hurt. I refuse to believe that it's you know, if 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 what you're saying is true, then we should stop trying to recruit five stars at linebacker also. It just like, you know, we just need a good linebacker coach because I mean, I think well, uh, I hmm. think the system could change and those five-star players could play better uh, if they weren't. But I do believe, as part of a greater point, which we don't have time to get to right now, um, while James Coley is not responsible for this loss, uh, first, second, or third place, um, we do have some thoughts on James Coley. And... <clears throat> they are not that he should stay at UGA, just to spoil them uh, when we get to that part of the week. Definitively, guess what? Voting <laughs> just came in. We're in the majority on that. They point. are not that he should be here. And so while I don't while I don't think it's necessarily true that Sam Pittman couldn't have fit in with another scheme had he stayed, he does kind of feel like the old guard, like you're saying. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. maybe it's time to move in another direction. Um because you're, you're right, this offense does need overhaul. And so um, I don't know what that overhaul looks like necessarily. And more importantly than that, I don't – yeah, well, we don't have time to get into that right now. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll save it. We'll, we'll save there. it for another another episode. Uh, anything else today, Clint, that you want to get to talk about for the people or you want to just you want to just call it? I just I just beg you, Georgia fan – Daniel and I are got all the feels. It's cathartic dumping. If you don't, uh, if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you know what cathartic dumping is. We've done this a number of times. I just encourage you, stay the course, stay here with us. We're not leaving. We're not we, leaving. We're not burning our shirts. We're not leaving. We're not. There's a couple. Sh- uh, the shirt I was wearing on Saturday, I'm never wearing oh, it again. No, no, I'm never wearing. No. I'm never wearing it again. If you are planning no. to wear that shirt again, you need to rethink some of your choices. Georgia fan, Correct. because there are some act- there are some steps that need to be taken, and you're not exempt from that. Uh, but no, we are not selling all our red and black. We are here. Uh, we'll be here tomorrow. We'll be here the next day, the day after that. So um, uh, get us your thoughts and opinions. Email us at uh, lockedonbulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. Um, subscribe. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Um, uh, and we'll be back tomorrow. Talk more about the game, talk more about the news, talk more about our overall impressions of uh, this Georgia program and where we are and where we're headed. Until then, we'll see you guys later. See ya.